Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to Delicious Podcast Extra Portion. More slices of things we find that are just too good to waste. I'm Julie Smith, and this week I'm sharing a pizza with Tom and James Elliott, brothers, business partners, and pizza pilgrims, who quite literally drew their dream job on a piece of paper in the pub. We were both in other jobs, terrible at them. Well, I was in TV production, Tom was in advertising. I I was working in advertising, my client was Adidas at the time. We had the idea in the pub, and I went in the next morning slightly hungover and was like, I don't need your job anymore, I'm going to go and make pizza. And then realised that we had a sketch in a book, and that was it. So I had to leave my job in advertising agency A, and go and work in advertising agency B on Stanis Stairlifts for six months, while we actually figured out what we were doing. Adidas to Stanis Stairlifts. Glorious, glorious. So yeah, so basically it was just, it was... What it was, we, we, we came up with this drawing and this idea, and then we told too many people, and then peer pressure got involved, and then we actually had to follow through and do it. The idea sort of developed, and we went, uh, flew over to Italy, bought this little tuk-tuk in Italy, and then drove it back to London on a pizza pilgrimage to learn all about pizza. Um, and then we, where we are now, we're actually we're about three streets away from our first market pitch, which was on Berwick Street Market, which is like an old man and boy fruit and veg market. It was amazing. Like it was just, when we turned up they were so suspicious of us we, I mean there were guys who'd been there for generations not only like and they you know they trade on boxing day they trade every single day of the year and we turned up and they, they called us the apprentice for a long time because we were just running around like muppets trying to figure <laughs> out what we were doing but I think it was when we we traded a day in, in February when it snowed like that thick and we were there we were the only other people there apart from those guys and I think from that day on we were, we were, in, we were, we were in the club Fantastic. So, fast forward, you went from Berwick Street Market through to opening your first restaurants, and we're sitting in the original one in Kingley's Court, aren't we? We are sitting in number two. Number two? Yeah, which sounds wrong. Um, Yeah, so we, looking back, we did every single sort of cliche food thing I think you could do. We went from a street food van to uh, running a rooftop pop-up supper club in Shoreditch, just off Brick Lane. And then we opened our first site in 2013 on Dean Street, opposite one of the first ever Pizza Expresses, which was people told us was a terrible move. So it was kind of a... Um, and then, yeah, so we, we opened our first site. I was so the head chef and Tom was the manager. Um, and it was the most intense nine months of our lives, I think. We'd done street food and we were like, oh, this is easy. We just make the pizzas, but inside and people sit down. And it's not just pizzas, is it? I mean, it's, 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 it's Naples in London. Isn't that what you're trying to do? It's... It, yeah, it's it's the the idea is kind of developed as we've gone on. The the pizza is very much strict Neapolitan pizza, but 
we also, I mean, this whole business has been sort of painfully, pers- painfully personal because me and Tom are brothers. So we kind of, when we came up with the design of the restaurant, we basically sort of, it kind of looks a little bit like a sort of 10-year-old boy's bedroom on the inside. <laughs> it's just pop culture, nostalgia. <laughs> Robocop poster. Yeah, so, you know, a lot of Italian restaurants in London doing very good jobs of being straight Italian restaurants. Yeah. So we thought, let's make the pizza as authentic as possible, but let's... Let's just create a space that we want to hang out in. So um, you created your, your boyhood dream, really, even though you probably weren't consciously dreaming of pizzas when you were 13. That was it. We, yeah. we were, I think that's exactly right. I think we, um, I mean, we were literally there in the first sight, like painting the walls and like scrubbing the floors. We used, it was an Indonesian restaurant before we took it on, so we literally used their old like carved wood Indonesian-style tables. We, you know, we literally were like, let's get this open on a shoestring. And, and this, this, the reason perhaps that you've been so successful is you really have hit a wave of new food culture. You know, you can people, there's, the millennials in particular, are really into authenticity and heartbeat and all and boyhood dreams and Robocop posters on the wall matched with real authentic pizza. It's, that's the thing, isn't it? I think it is. I think in a world of Google, you know, you can see that anything is achievable. Like, you type anything into Google and someone's done it, and it suddenly makes anything feel doable. So, you know, we were sat there going, yeah, we can buy a three-wheel van in Italy without any idea of the authorities and the registration and stuff, and yeah, we can drive it back. Oh, wait a minute, it goes 15 miles an hour at top speed. Oh, that's fine. Like, <laughs> everything, everything just seems, like, doable because the sort of the world is at your fingertips, and I think we're definitely the kind of have a go generation the whole this whole business particularly is just everything is just let's have a crack at it and see how we get on and I think just by pushing on every door that kind of presents itself you know maybe four go slightly wrong but the fifth one opens and you're on to the next thing speaking of which Oxford so finally you're moving out of London you've gone from pop up to Oxford now Oxford's a different place well, we both um, actually went to school and grew up in Oxford, so we, we, you know, we spent a lot of time there. It was a big part of the reason we chose it, just because it is a place really dear to our hearts. I went to uni there and spent a lot of time... So we're actually moving into the Westgate Centre, which is a, a big new development in the centre of Oxford. And I spent a lot of time in what can only be described as the worst nightclub in the world, in that centre, which has existed for, for decades, but has been completely raised to the ground, start again. <laughs> And we had a really, really weird experience standing. We've got a little terrace on the top floor. The whole centre's got this rooftop restaurant thing with about 11 restaurants and a Curzon cinema. We were standing on our little terrace overlooking the hills of Oxford next to John Lewis Terrace. And I think we both had a sort of moment of like, Berwick Street is a long way away from here. But how does that feel? That kind of sends a bit of a shiver down my spine, actually. It's definitely a little bit of that. It's, I mean, just constant nerves. And I think if it's your own business, you always have that nervousness, like... You never feel like, I don't know, you never feel like it's kind of a dumb thing. You just feel like, wow, this is we, such a big opportunity. We have always had, though, like, we started, we, we left the pub that night <laughs> with drawing in hand, and then it kind of started, the wheel started moving on it, and we started getting it together, but we never thought it would be more than, the idea was, we developed the idea to be a six-month project that would A, get us out of our jobs, and B, be a bit of a springboard into a career in food. It was absolutely a temporary thing. And I don't think we've ever lost that idea of it. Like we're on we're we're, we're on borrowed time. <laughs> like this wasn't this was not an ambition to grow to to be opening our eighth restaurant. So there's a kind of like a you know we'll go thing. for it yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Is it's it, that have a go thing? So for, well, I mean, after Oxford, have you any plans? Have you are you sketching anything on your back of your fine packet? Um, I, I genuinely, we I think we're we're wanting to take a bit of stock of where we are. I mean, it has you know obviously it has been this kind of constant evolving snowballing thing, 
but it's also been a lot of work and we've put a lot of ourselves into it and I think we're, we're at a point with Oxford opening where we're, we're hugely excited about that and it's going to be incredible but it does feel like we need to take a step back like go back to any of the things we've missed try and improve on you know ultimately we just want to serve the best pizza in a foreign environment employing great people and you know it's happened so fast we've gone from just the two of us five years ago to like over 200 people now and suddenly you know you need to make sure that the, the kind of the thing you had in your head five years ago is still applicable to every single person who walks through those doors yeah. it's so important that it's authentic and I think um, the tricky thing obviously is that there's certain ingredients mozzarella is one that jumps to mind that where freshness is absolutely key so you know we had to we had to take a sort of long hard look at ourselves and work out whether air freighting the mozzarella which does make it fresher and does make it tastier and does make it more authentic is something we want to get involved in and I think we ultimately decided we did um, all of our ingredients come from Italy so it's very tricky to kind of get around that all the flour all the tomatoes all the mozzarella like they come from where they come from and you know we have tried UK versions and we've never quite been as impressed as the real thing everything that we can source in the UK we do um, your meat so we're actually running a, a meat special this month with guys from Cannon and Cannon who are based just down in Borough Market exactly they just opened a little place in uh, Camberwell as well so it's all meat made by them on a, you know it's a British meat feast is what it's called so and will you be able to continue that as you grow I mean will you be able to use Cannon and Cannon beef in Oxford absolutely I think it's really important to us that we continue to use like the right people and work with people who are passionate about food and I think we, we really love we have a monthly special in, in the pizzerias and it's a great opportunity for us to work with like, like-minded restaurants who you know, have the same vision as us and do something that's collaborative that we couldn't do on our own. It's been a really fun thing, actually. To be honest, there's no excuse for not using the best ingredients on pizza. Pizza was a dish that was developed at you know, Cucina Povera, which means poverty food. It's that Italian mentality where some of the great Italian dishes come from. And pizza was basically invented for people who couldn't afford meat. And so the, the, it, was, it was designed as a cheap dish. And so, to my mind, I mean, I look at some other restaurants, pizza of chains, and I go, why do you use such bad ingredients when you've already got, a, you know, you've got the margins to be using the best. But to produce a proper margarita, we should be able to offer the best ingredients at the right price to the customer. That's the whole thing. Thanks for listening to the Delicious Podcast Extra Portion. Next week is the Christmas episode with all sorts of goodies to get you into the festive spirit. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review and follow us on social media at Delicious Mag and at Jilly Smith. See you next week.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 